some of the things uh, in in my starting out in Westinghouse, they had a training program so to sort of give the recruits uh, introduction to different kinds of uh, careers in the company and find out which ones uh, they were best suited for or they most interested in. So we would go out to different uh, assignments and different plans. Well, I, two of mine were one was in uh, Detroit, Michigan at a manufacturing repair plant at Westinghouse where I went there and uh, boarded with uh, you find a place to live and I boarded in a, in a, with a family of the elephants in Detroit and then after that was a, a, a three month assignment and then the next three month assignment was in Cleveland at the Westinghouse Lighting Equipment Plant on Lakeshore Drive in Cleveland well I went from Detroit to Cleveland to that and one of the most miserable Times that I think of, in those days, you know, we didn't fly airplanes. We rode the train, and we didn't have compartments in our bedrooms. We had uh, the uh, bunks, and uh, so I rode from Detroit overnight in the upper bunk to Cleveland, and I got off that train that morning in Cleveland, and it was, I think, in January, uh, about 6 o'clock, cold damp day you got off that train I was about the worst feeling I'd had you know in, in South Georgia sometimes I, I can it's I felt as cold at 40 degrees in South Georgia in the damp cold air as I feel here sometimes in 20 degrees <laughs> but anyway I had the uh, those two assignments and then my third assignment was back in East Pittsburgh where which was the main plant at Westinghouse in a industry engineering department and what that was is it was a department of industry electrical experts of different industries. There were two whole floors of this big office building in East Pittsburgh that had all these sections of is mining, petroleum, and chemical, and steel, and aviation, and marine, and so on. Well, I uh, had an assignment in the um, mining, petroleum, and chemical section. And so I had my assignment there, and then at the, at the end of that, you know, if they like you, so to speak, uh, they might give you a, an offer to work there, because they generally, I think, went to the places where they were going to need somebody, you know, hire someone. So I, they gave me an offer, and I took it, and that's where my first real career job was in Westinghouse in the mining, petroleum, and chemical section. And in the mining part of it, the, the section included all three of those industries in, and cement. But I started in the mining group, and my wonderful mentor was Jim Borland, who was the mine hoist expert, mine, mine hoist drive application expert for the whole country, for Westinghouse. And so I started out as an apprentice with him, and learned a lot, and I, my first year or two in that job was calculating mine horse duty cycles. Well, we did not have laptops or even hand calculators or what. It did it all with slide rule. And so I spent all day every day calculating on the slide rule 
mind horse duty cycles to determine the horsepower rating and the characteristics of drive system for a horse. And so these these uh, inquiries would come in from different mining companies or the horse manufacturing companies for a code on a drive system for a particular horse. Well, one of the, I think I've mentioned this to y'all before, you knew about the movie October Sky, which was uh, the locale for it was the Olga Coal Company in West Virginia. Well, one of my applications was the drive system for mine horse at Olga Coal. I went to Olga Coal whenever, whenever they installed the drive system. And um, the mine horse, the way the mine horse works, it's got drums that have ropes that uh, the drive system drives the drum, rotates the drum to roll up the cable on the drum to lift the the uh, uh, cage, as they call it, if it's a man hoist, or the uh, the bucket that's the fits a material hoist um, up and down. Well, this particular horse, Olga Cole, in order to conserve the power, reduce the power demand during acceleration of the, the hoist, the bucket load had a conical drum, <coughs> which is, a drum had two different diameters, small diameter and large diameter, and then a slope between the two. So in calculating, what I had to do was calculate the duty cycle, you know, as the, <coughs> the hoist uh, cage uh, bucket came up and the empty one came down, and that, that's repeated each cycle as it goes up and down. <coughs> well, I had to calculate the horsepower um uh, Profile for that duty cycle, and then arrive at the right rating for the drive for the for the horse. But that was an unusual. Not only was it the old coal of the October sky, but that particular the horse machinery was an unusual and difficult one to, to calculate. And then my job there in that mining section, I, I started out. I say as a mine horse uh, application apprentice, and then became Jim Borla died. And a year or so after I started, and so I saw inherited. Then I became the National Westinghouse Mine Horse Drive <laughs> expert for a while. Well, uh, and another fellow in that group, Dave Renshaw, was the underground mining expert. Well, he got he went to somewhere in the Middle East, uh, India, somewhere or another on a uh, transfer, and so I became the underground mining expert. So at that time, before that, most all of the underground mining um, electrification was DC. Had <coughs> DC mine cars and DC uh, mining machinery, motors on them and whatever. Well, we're starting to convert to AC uh, electrification of the mining machinery, and so <clears throat> at that point, that's where I sort of came into it, and uh, so it was a big thing introducing AC power into the underground mines, and uh, one of my, the my first <laughs> uh, engineer speech was I wrote a paper on electrification of underground mines and went to a uh, a Electrical Engineering Society local chapter meeting in the mining country in, in uh, West Virginia to 
tell them about AC Monitoring. <laughs> That's right. And I think I was wet with sweat when I got through. <laughs> I'm not much at making speeches. I made two or three like that in, in, over the years, and it's always a real pain and chore. <laughs> so, but, but with this job, uh, with the mine horse part of it, and then with the mining, underground mining part of it, uh, I got to go to different places over the country in the mining industry. I made a trip one time to Salt Lake City in uh, Utah to visit the copper mine, a trip to Spokane, Washington, and to attend a mining conference and went to Anaconda Copper in Butte, Montana, and to some some silver and nickel mines in Idaho and the Coeur d'Alene's. Now, one of the most interesting one was that I made a trip one time to, oh, another part of this application in the mining section was at that time, Westinghouse made mine locomotives. So there again, there was a uh, calculation, uh, you know, you come in, you know, for a, to code on a mining locomotive for a certain mine uh, application. And so, <coughs> you know, the length of the tracks and the number of mine cars and the load on each car. So you go through a calculation to determine <coughs> what tonnage the locomotive would be and what it was, they're battery operated. And so how much battery, ampere hours of battery that the locomotive would take to do that uh, trip back and forth in the mine. Well, this one application was at the home state mining company in Lead, South Dakota, which was home state gold mine. And so I went out there. We would quoted on some mine locomotives for that application, so I went out trip out there and uh, went down 3,000 feet underground to where the locomotives were operating underground so that was and on the way we went by and i could see mount rushmore a flew to denver and that's the longest i guess customer visit i think ever was at 400 miles the salesman met me in um, uh, denver and drove 400 miles to live south dakota for this this visit but anyway we had anyway uh, we ate lunch at a cafe in Lead, South Dakota, which up on the little balcony had a chair, which supposedly was the chair that Wild Bill Hickok sat in when he got shot in the back whenever the guy came in the door. Of the, course, the story is about these Westerns, you know, they never put you back to the door, you know. But anyway, he, he, he did. But anyway, he was shot there in that cafe. <laughs> I went through all of this, you know, and being the um, horse expert and then the underground mining expert. Well, along the way, lo and behold, the, the cement expert in the section died, Merritt uh, Mer Hyde. So I then became the cement industry electrification expert. <laughs> so that was three expertises you know, about five years. Well, doing that job during that time, they, there is a, there's an electrical engineer's handbook that's about that thick. And so one of the, it has sections in it, among a lot of other things, on industries and electrification. Well, one of the chapters in that book was on electrification of cement mills, of which Merritt Hyde had been the original author. Well, they were revising the handbook, so I 
I mean, I revised that section on electrification of the cement mills in the EE handbook. 